We're going to continue our series called uh, Say Yes, and uh, this is all going to tie together. This isn't just a sermon for dads, this is for all of us, but at the same time, dads, it's time to say yes to Jesus, all right? It's time to say yes to the Lord, living your life out with your God-ordained purpose, saying yes to all He has for you. The first week of the series, uh, we talked about surrender and obedience, those two words that are just those, oh, you know, we don't like those words. But yeah, that's what God calls us to do, is to surrender our lives to Him and to, to obey His plans and purposes for, for our lives. Uh, the second week, we, we talked about the choices, choosing in a world of choices. There's so many choices to be made. How do we honor God in those choices? We talked about pleasure, and that there are pleasurable things that God has given for our enjoyment, but there are also things that, that are there that, that uh, uh, take us off course, those things that are not pleasing to the Lord, and we need to make those choices and decisions. Last week, we talked about saying yes means saying no. Um, yes, saying yes to God is, is what He wants, but that also requires us to say no to the things of the world, to make a decision, to make a choice, to take a stand against sin and those things that will creep in, the lies of the enemy, um, those actions and activities, those beliefs, those, those things that are not pleasing to the Lord, that our lives would not reflect those things in any way, shape, or form. Well, today I want us to look at saying yes is the gateway to great things. The gateway to great things. Uh, throughout this series, I've been talking about the, this approach that, that each and every one of us experiences. God is a God of revelation. God is a God who, who, who wants to make himself known. We're not deists who believe that God set this world in motion and then checked out and moved to another galaxy. God is involved. God is, is constantly saying, here I am. Here I am. And that's not just a corporate Sunday morning, hey, Crossroads Church, here I am. This is in your life each and every day. God is constantly revealing himself to you and to me. And he's saying, here I am. And when we respond, when we say yes, that is the, the gateway to great things. That is the gateway to supernatural activity taking place. Look throughout history. Look throughout biblical accounts. Every single time a man or a woman, young person or old person, responded Affirmatively to God's approach, amazing supernatural things took place. A few years ago, um, Gabe and I uh, were, um, I guess, passing time uh, while Dana was shopping, and we were down in, in Alliance, and we were in Hobby Lobby, and uh, we're just kind of looking at the, the guys' section, the models, and uh, you know, all these other sorts of fun things, and all of a sudden, we came across um, something that was completely guy. We came across the model rocket section of Hobby Lobby, a glorious, fabulous section in Hobby Lobby. And um, we had a couple of these. One is uh, in a tree in Renshaw Park right now. Um, that was, uh, what, three, four years ago? <laughs> we shot that one off. Um, 
But these things, these model rockets, they came with all sorts of instructions, which we promptly crumpled up and threw away. But uh, we got this thing together. We put the fins on. They're probably called something other than fins. We put the nose cone and that. And, and this model rocket was designed, it was created, it was engineered to do what? It was designed, created, engineered to fly to be shot up into the stratosphere and then to float gently back to earth so it could be shot off again and again and again and again. That's what it was created to do. And yet, do you know what? I can sit it here on a launch pad and it is not going to move one inch. It is not going to do anything until or unless, one, I put this charge in it, this rocket motor in it, and even then, it's not going to do anything until I come close, I approach it, and I ignite it. Put the battery charge to it or light the fuse. This thing is not going to move one inch. It says a lot about our lives. You were designed, you were created, you were engineered for great things to serve God's purposes, to accomplish all that He's planned for your life, and yet there's going to be absolutely no movement unless God Himself draws near, draws close, and ignites your life, and you respond accordingly to hit those great heights. That's what your life was intended for. That's what my life was intended for. I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 22. The tail end of Acts 21 is, is Paul um, in Jerusalem. People had, had said, Paul, do not go to Jerusalem because people there hate you. They're going to arrest you. They're going to throw you in prison and your life will be over. Paul had other plans, hearing from God, saying yes to God and to his purposes, went to Jerusalem wasn't afraid of what would happen because he knew he was in the plans of God. So he's there in Jerusalem. He's promptly arrested. And as he's being taken away by, by the guards, he asks them, he says, can I address the crowd? Kind of an interesting proposal, but yet they oblige and they say, yeah, go for it. So on the stairs of this arena, he turns around and he addresses the crowd. And look where, where he starts at verse 3 of chapter 22. He says this, I am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of Sicilia, and I was brought up, as an educa brought up sorry, and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. As a student, I was carefully trained in our Jewish law and customs. I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all and I think if he was in Texas, he would have said, just like all y'all today. So he starts this, this message to those by saying, listen, this is who I am. This is my design. This is my wiring. This is my pedigree. This is who God created me to be. I was born here, this is how I was raised, this is how I was educated, and he, he sets this grid, this framework, and he, he exposes to everyone who's listening what his, the engineering of Paul is. This is who I am. He starts there. He says, I was a Jew, I was educated, I, I was devout. 
This is my personality. This is my training. This is my family line, my situation, my, my environment. He's spot on on all these things. And then he says, unfortunately, I, went going, I started going in the wrong direction. Something was happening. Something in my life wasn't right. He goes on to say, I persecuted the followers of Christ. There was even a time where, where one of Christ's followers was, was on trial, kind of in a mock trial in a crowd, and, and the crowd started stoning him. His name was Stephen, and I was there giving approval to his death. This was my life. I, was, I sent people to prison. I, I punished them. I even, I even put people to death. I persecuted them relentlessly. But then, he says, something happened. And you can read through this account in Acts 22. He says, something happened. There was this interruption. Look at verse 6. He says, as I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Here Paul was, minding his own business, traveling down a road to Damascus, and all of a sudden, unexpectedly, there's this approach of God himself. This approach, this interaction, this connection, this encounter, where this light shines down, it blinds Paul, and his life is forever changed in this moment. The voice from heaven says, I want you to get up and I want you to go, continue to go into, into Damascus. There's a man there named Ananias I want, you to, I want you to talk to. He's waiting for you. At the same time, God's speaking to Ananias and Ananias is going, you want me to talk to who and say what? What does Paul do? Paul gets up and he moves, goes into, into Damascus, spends time with Ananias and Ananias unpacks exactly what's going on explains what this encounter is all about. God uses him mightily to lay out the plan, to lay out the purpose, to, to affirm Paul and what he was created for and what God's plan and purpose was for his life. There's this spark, this launch of Paul's life. Look at verse 14 of Acts 22. Then Ananias told me, Paul says, the God of our ancestors has chosen you. That's a pretty neat statement, isn't it? You know, let me pause there and say that that is not a statement exclusive to Paul. Each and every one of you today can say that exact same thing. God himself has chosen me. God himself has a plan for my life. And look at what Paul says. He's chosen to know His will and to see the righteous one and hear Him speak. This is the message that Ananias gave from the Lord to Paul. The Lord has chosen you to hear Him and to know Him and to see Him. And I want to reiterate that. I want to emphasize that over your life today. Do you know the Lord has chosen you? He's wired you. He's engineered you. He's created you to hear and to know and to see Him. 
God is not a God who's checked out. God is a God who loves to reveal himself and he's here today. It's not a Sunday thing only. He's here and he's saying, I'm here. I'm here. Do you see me? Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. He's saying it tomorrow. He's saying it the next day, the next day. God is constantly making himself known. Great things are in store. How did this impact Paul's life? The supernatural became reality. This was the gateway to great things. Amazing ministry took place after this. Churches were planted. Lives were changed. He not only saw many come to Christ and and many churches planted, but he had had a profound impact in leaders in that, that part of the world. Account after account, opportunity after opportunity of his life being a witness to those who wouldn't otherwise have been touched. What about your story? What about your life? Your design, your engineering, your creation. Do you know, just like a rocket, your life has been designed and engineered and created for a purpose. Your life is intended to glorify God. And yet, it's just going to stand there. It's just going to stay there. It's going to remain inactive until you respond to the call of God in your life. You see, your design is undeniable. You are designed and created and engineered to glorify Him. In Psalm 139, the psalmist says this, you were knit together in your mother's womb. You were designed and formed. You were, you were pre-thought of by God Himself. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're created for great things. The impact of the kingdom of God is limitless. You were designed for His purpose. Your life is a gift for God, but also for others. Do you know you living your life out authentically is a true gift to those you come in contact with? Let me put it the other way and say, by you not living out your God-given destiny and given, God-given gift is actually robbing the world and robbing those around you of the gift that God intended for you to be. Psalm 139, it says, all my, all my days were ordained for me before even one of them came to be. So your life has a plan and a purpose. In Ephesians 2, Paul says, you're God's handiwork. Created to do good works, which God prepared even in advance. There's a map, there's a design, there's a purpose and a plan. And do you know what? Your plan and your purpose that God has for you is different than the one that God has for me. Each and every one of us is unique, just like the fingerprints on our hands. Your plan and your purpose is uniquely designated and given to you by God himself. And then something takes place. God approaches. God comes near. God takes the fuse. And He comes close. And what does He do? He ignites it. He comes near and we say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, I want all that You have for me. And something takes place. Ignition happens. 
And God is here as he approaches and, and, and impacts our lives. Paul in Romans 5 says, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for us. While we were unexpecting it, while we were minding our own business, while we were dead in our transgressions and sin, Christ died for us. This spark takes place, this initiation, almost unexpectedly. The fuse has been lit and our lives take off. There's a launch when we say yes. My question is, will you embrace? Will you respond to it? Will you move forward? Because God has great things, great heights, great miracles, the supernatural in store for you and for your life. In your bulletin, there are, there's a section there with some blanks with four eyes, and I just want to touch on these quickly to remind you. you know, how many believe it's, it's good to be reminded, you know, when you're in math class and there's an exam coming up, it's good to be reminded? Um, you know, when you're driving down the street, uh, it's, it's good to be reminded of the speed limit. Um, you can thank your family for that from time to time, not that I would ever get that, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good to be reminded of things. So here's some, some reminders for us. The first I is this invention. You're God's creation. You're his invention. Just like a rocket, just like a car, just like an automobile, just like anything around your chair. It's been designed, engineered for a certain purpose. Your life is an invention from God himself, birthed in the heart of God. God didn't create junk. I love what Courtney said this morning about knowing our identity, knowing who we are and how God's created us. So important. You are unique. You're God's creation. The second I is this, invitation. Invitation, I looked up in, in the dictionary, a formal or friendly request. And this is God approaching. This is God coming near and saying, hey, listen, I have a plan for this world. I have a plan for, for Wise County. I have a plan for your family. I have a plan for your church. I have a plan for your community. And you know what? I want you to participate with me. Do you know that over and over and over in Scripture, God is constantly inviting His people to participate with Him in what He's doing? Always. It's humbling to think that God chooses us to partner with Him as if He needs a partner. But He chooses us to partner with Him to, to work His plans in this world. So there's an invitation. And the third eye is ignition. This is that to set on fire. To, to that spark. Same thing that happened to Paul on the road to Damascus. Same thing that, that happens in your life over and over and over again. I don't think there's a person in this, in this room who would say, God has never come near and God has never nudged me. Guaranteed, that has happened. Now, there was a, a, a fourth I, but um, the only I words I could come up were really lame, so I put an L word in there. It's called launch. Sorry about that. I, I know you're really disappointed. I'm just, I'm just 75% of a good pastor. <laughs> you know, there's some really good pastors around who can come up with four I words. I, I had to go with launch. Sorry. You were just so excited. And no, L. <laughs> so just scratch out the I and put an L in there. It's launch. 
God wants to do this in your life. God has incredible, incredible things in store for you. The enemy wants to point the finger at you and say, look at where you're at. Look at what you've amounted to. How old are you and you've done what? How old are you and you don't have this down by now? And I love what Courtney said. You know, even Jesus had the accuser saying, you're not really the Son of God, are you? If you were the Son of God, you'd throw yourself off of this temple. If you were the Son of God, you'd, you'd change this rock into a loaf of bread. If you were, you know, it's what the enemy does. So let's call a spade a spade and say the enemy is going to lie to us. Will you respond? Will you say yes to all that God has for you? And you know, there's, it's a little bit of wheels off because this unknown. There's so much unknown. What does this look like? What does this mean? How is this going to play out? How is this? But if we, if we draw the logic, not that, it's, that God is logical in our minds, but if you draw the logic, logic out, God is a good God. God is a reliable God. God is a faithful God. And God will not let you down. God won't. And it comes down, this it, it, is really, saying yes is really a surrender. It's saying, God, in all of my personality, I believe that I know best for my life. But I'm setting that aside because I believe that you know what's best for my life. And you know what's better for my life. Your plan and your purpose, your accomplishments in me and through me, the power of your Holy Spirit is far greater than what I could ever accomplish on my own. It's a surrender. What does that look like for you? Where are some areas in your life where you've been pushing back from God? Those times where He's been approaching, He's saying, will you? Will you respond? Will you say yes? And you've been hesitant. I believe the Lord's drawing to uh, your, your memory some of those places, some of those times, some of those events, some of those things. And I want us to set those aside and I want us to, to surrender those to the Lord and collectively and individually respond in the affirmative and say yes to the Lord. So I'm inviting you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Worship team, if you want to join me up here, that'd be great. Lord, we, we surrender right now to you. We surrender our lives. Forgive us for those times that we've dug our heels in and we've claimed we know better. Lord, there's guaranteed there's fear attached, loss of control. We love to be in control. But Lord, you've never asked any of us to quit being us and to be someone else. If anything, you want us to be more authentically us. And you want us to live out our lives in that sweet spot that is so fulfilling, not only for us, but to those around us. It truly is a gift to those around us. For us dads, it's for our, our wives and our kids, those we work with, our friends. For moms, it's for our spouses and our kids and our, our friends and those around us. For young people and old people, 
It's for us and for those around us. Something about living out our true purpose. There's something sweet about living out what we were designed to live out. We get to pull off the, the masks. We don't have to give excuses. We don't have to qualify our actions. There's just a sweetness and an affirmation that goes along with that. So Lord, I pray that you'd speak that into our lives today. We say yes to you. We say yes. Would you just do that right now in the, just the quietness of this moment? Just respond to the Lord. Yes. The Lord is here. He's looking you in the eye and he's saying, here I am. saying, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To give you a hope, to give you a future. They that wait on the Lord, they'll renew their strength. We put it this way, those who say yes to the Lord will renew their strength. Mount up on wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. They would keep in step with your spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. stand. I'm inviting our altar team to come to the front. I made a conclusion. I don't believe anyone ever wakes up in the morning and says to themselves, today, I'm going to be mediocre. You know what? Today, I'm going to purposely fall short of those expectations that I have for myself. Today, I'm going to try my hardest to miss being truly me. I don't think anyone ever wakes up in the morning saying that. I say that to say that guaranteed every single one of us, deep, deep down, if you're honest with yourself and honest with God, you're saying, I want to be more me. I want to live that out. And this might be news to you, but God does too. God wants you to live you.
be the best version of you you can be. And the wonderful thing is he's here to help. So as we surrender our lives to him, we just simply say, Lord, come. By doing so, we're saying yes. So Lord, I pray a blessing on each one here today. Lord, uh, this obviously requires us just uh, moving through this process. For some of us, some, some business we got to do with you. We have to, there's a, a lot of surrendering, a lot of repentance. For others, Lord, it's, it's just a resolve. Lord, for many of us, it's taking our hands off of the control and allowing you. Lord, so we look forward to great things for us and for those around us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have our altar team here at the front. We're going to dismiss in just a moment. I asked Pastor Barry if he'd just lead us in just a response, a time of response. If we can provide some ministry for you, just a, a prayer of affirmation saying yes. We invite you to step out from where you're at. If you've never surrendered your life to Christ, it would be a great time to, to uh, turn to someone close to you or maybe come up to the front or, or see myself or one of the other pastors after. We'd love to pray with you. Talk about what that, that looks like in your life. Most important thing is saying yes to Jesus. So before we dismiss, can we just uh, worship for a little bit and, and uh, continue to just meditate on what the Lord is saying to each one of us, all right? Well, then we'll dismiss in just a moment. Come as we sing, okay?